You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. Once again, I feel like I always have to say we're back after a Star Trek episode, Taylor, just to tell people that it's not Star Trek this week. So that we don't keep hemorrhaging our listeners. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I have, you know, our Star Trek listeners may be few and far between, but are mighty and loud. I would think our special episodes typically perform better than our run of the mill episodes. So like for all I know, our Star Trek episodes are our most listened to. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, anytime we do anything special, we seem to gain some listeners uh, who then sort of silently drop away (laughs) and then come back. When they realize what we actually (laughs) do each week. Yeah, exactly. And then they kind of drop away. But then, hey, a lot of them seem to come back for the next big special episode. Why not? um, Well, that's, hey, that's why we like to do them, right? We, We will team up special episodes with new releases like Barbie got the barbie dream house movie or whatever we're watching like that'll be that'll be fun that'll drive some people in barbie nutcracker get it right is that what it is yes (laughs) and barbie princess and the popper oh okay you know what i only was recently told and it was by none other than tyler vance that the people who made the two barbie movies we're going to be watching are the same like people and same design program and group and company who did reboot and Beast Wars and like all these kids that checks out. That, that checks yeah. out the animation. It it seems similar to me. Yeah, like even though reboot is like very stylized, those like the soft curves. I don't yes. know. It, it just makes sense to me. When, but once, Tyler Tyler would know that because he's huge into animation. Yes, and once he said that, I went, "Oh, that that does make some sense." Like I had yeah. that kind of same moment that you're describing. Where like, yeah, I can see it. Like, I can yeah. see why that's the same. So my my expectations for those two movies are through the roof now. Because uh, I was a huge reboot fan when I was a kid. Oh, me too. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we've got some some great movies to, to review today. Taylor, you're finally reviewing a movie that I've actually heard a little bit about. So that's exciting. And I hadn't heard anything about. So it's the tables have, ter- have turned. <laughs> One day you will review a movie that we've both heard a lot about. <laughs> <laughs> one one day you'll barbie that. yeah probably barbie, barbie. <laughs> is that the one taylor like it like are you waiting for a movie like barbie to really like spend because i know with with obviously having a baby and like a family you've got to really pick and choose your night outs are you waiting for something really special like you don't want to waste it and throw it away on like the little mermaid you're waiting for barbie well here's the thing mike and you know you never want to share anything about child rearing because everyone has an opinion and they're you know whatever you say is wrong but (laughs) i'm still (laughs) that your experience well yes yes that's you know like whatever your opinion is is wrong compared to everyone else you know what i mean like um and everyone comes out of the woodwork and is like that's what you're doing with your baby so we have not had a single night out i um am still breastfeeding my baby and will probably continue to for the foreseeable future and he's a bit of a barnacle baby, meaning that, like, he always wants to be on mom and dad or, like, held by grandma and grandpa. So, like, I actually don't foresee a night out <laughs> in the immediate future because, like, 
he does not sleep he like does not sleep well on his own um he still needs me for food so um yeah it's not even a case of like oh i'm picking and choosing it's like there are no options i'm home yeah there's nothing <laughs> this is what this is what life is for right and now. like i know yeah. like other parents would be like just do xyz and like that's fine for your family but like for my family like it's working for us now it just means i don't have a night out so i'm not complaining i don't want no. anyone to like think like oh she wants advice no 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 like we're <laughs> yeah, quite <yeah>. happy <laughs> we just put it's down, not put down the computers everyone yeah, <laughs> don't don't become a keyboard <laughs> warrior about like your baby advice um whatever you guys do that is awesome I'm very glad about your nights out. We just are not at the level yet of nights out. But when yeah. we do, holy moly, am I going to like, I'm going to pick the three hour movie. I'm going to get the biggest popcorn. I'm gonna <laughs> You're ready. Forget You're I have ready. a child. <laughs> exactly. Whenever that happens, you'll be ready. Whenever that happens, when he's four. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it feels like. But no, it will be before he's four. But um, <laughs> he's four. Oh, that's what it feels like now, Mike. Children are wonderful. They are a blessing. But whew. They oh, are, yeah. Their commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know, um, but yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> well, you have nieces like and nephews, right? Sure. Like of you're course. so like you're you probably experienced it like secondhand through your sister, like, mm -hmm. oh, or yeah. maybe she maybe she was one of those parents who was like able to leave her kids immediately. Well, I I, re I remember you know the first one is always different than the next couple. Like she has three, so you know the way the she was one, the first time. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Left to the wild. I, I yeah. I remember. I I was you know babysitting her her two young kids and and the third one and and much earlier than I babysat any of the other ones. Like I, every once in a while when they had this kind of older house that was closer to, to where I had lived at the time, I, you know, they would go on a night out and I would spend the night at their place to, to babysit, but mainly the kids are going to bed, right. parents are going out and I'm just there in case something happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that was my role. And I did that two or three times, but it was at an age where the kids were like a little bit more independent and I had to do a right. little bit less because I don't know a lot about kids. But I remember for the third one, my sister's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> she's also home like, oh, wow, she's really little. <laughs> but I guess <laughs> I guess the like, you know, she's a I, child. <laughs> yes, I guess I guess the, the comfort level has grown over the time of the three. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure as people have more, they'll probably say the exact same thing. That you, you're one way the first time, but then as you get more comfortable and used to it and you see how things go, and every baby's different. Some babies are fantastic sleepers. <laughs> some, some are not. Nope, George is. <laughs> he is, yeah, he's interesting. But, you know, we take it day by day. That's yeah. why I probably sound so in, incoherent. Like, yes, I had a brain bleed, but also, like, I'm just, like, so sleep deprived. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a funny <laughs> editing ride these past couple of weeks. I'll say that. <laughs> but It'll, there was yeah. there was one episode in particular that I couldn't do anything about it. That that there was a good ten minute segment of me repeating myself and you repeating what I just said and me telling you that I just said that and I couldn't edit around it. So it's in Sorry. the episode. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Oh, it's we're fun. not losing. We're not losing people because of Star Trek. We're losing people because I'm just an incoherent mess. <laughs> I don't think we're losing people, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't they think know. It's been, what, four years? They know what they're getting. Yeah. And if they're here, they're still here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to lose them now because of something. You remember our first year? Who? <laughs> like, Ooh, we were trying there. we were trying you things you didn't out. even have a baby and things were all over the place that's true that's, that's, that's 
That's very true. Um, before we get to our movies, I've got some really fun movie news to, to, to tell you about. And I really want, I'm kind of getting the reaction. I'm hoping you haven't heard anything about this, but it's possible you have. Um, so the first big thing is our next big cinematic universe has been announced. So Disney <laughs> is going to be putting together the Lion King cinematic universe. So it'll be a cinematic universe built around the Lion King and its cast of characters and many stories that could come from that. Taylor, what is your reaction? So I knew this was coming because you, I think, shared it on social media. I did not read the article. I did not read the article. I just saw like the Disney CEO or whatever wants this to be a cinematic universe. I think this is the stupidest thing obviously like obviously i'm reacting exactly how you thought mike yeah it would have been like it would have been um freaky friday if i was like thank god finally a disney cinematic universe it's no. all you've been waiting for yeah the i've Lion been King universe oh my gosh every night i go to sleep or praying for george to fall asleep but also that there would be a cinematic universe. those are the two things those are Either the two george things to fall for. asleep or the cinematic universe no obviously and like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Lion King. Like, if anything, um, they already have a cinematic universe with, like, the princesses. So they should just... They do? Well, in the sense that, like, they they could... You know what I mean? Like, the princesses are, like... I'm not ex- explaining this very well. But there's already, like, fan-made art with, like, the princesses, like, all coexisting. You know what I mean? Like, they exist in the same universe. That's like the, it would be right. very easy for like, for them to do that. So that, you know, like when there's like a royal ball, you see all the other princesses at the royal ball. Right. You know what and I, I mean? think that like happened in one movie. There's some wedding movie. I think Frozen. In the background. Yes. That you could see that there were some other people in the background and that kind of, yeah. Okay. They so like that I buy a cinematic universe with the princesses, you know, there's Easter eggs. I still think the stories should be separate, but like, say it was like, like, um, Shrek, right. Where, mm-hmm. um, all of the storybook characters coexist within the Shrek universe. Yeah. So which, like which all is of a the, parody too. Like it's making right. fun of it. It's a comedy. Yeah. But like all the princesses in Disney could coexist mm-hmm. in the same universe. That seems like a no brainer to me. So them to be like Lion King. The, their only story about animals aside from like what the jungle book well, yeah like the jungle but i i'm just wondering that that's kind of the questions i had is what 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 makes it a cinematic universe like are they going New to stories give us i guess a bunch of spin-off movies from different characters like is that what they're playing didn't we get a timon and pumbaa movie already and there is like there's lion king 2 right so like again, I don't I don't understand. They're like, it's about time we have our own Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? No, you're Disney. It's you don't about need. Time, yeah. You don't need that. Like, yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, you're a juggernaut. Like, you print money. Why do you need? It's like that's what it always comes down to, right? Is that it's they want. Like, they want it to be as lucrative as, like, a Marvel Cinematic Universe. But, like, you're Disney. You don't need to do that. Every movie you put out, someone's going to go see. You literally have a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think for, on, on my end, the confusion was just really in where they're going to go with this. And also who was asking for it. Because I didn't think the Lion King, specifically the sort of live action, quote unquote live action, 
remake, photorealistic remake, did very well, or at least not to their expectations. So yeah, I was, I was under the impression it didn't perform well. No, so and, and even was reviewed like on an oh, eh, everyone was kind of like meh, it was okay. So who's asking? Yeah, and that's for this? that's the movie where they're like, we're gonna expand it out. Great. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I think it's stupid. From top to bottom, I yeah. think it's the stupidest thing I've heard all week. I I mean, I it's definitely it would be the the candidate for not a great plan. Um is what yeah, it just, would be. Here, I'll pause so you can just put it in right now. Not a great plan. Thank you for making me do that editing. <laughs> uh, no, no, now I gotta find that clip somewhere. I know I'll you're not it. going to. The best part is I know you're not gonna edit no, it. I'm good. No, so no, I'm gonna, be... now that you said it. Now that you said that, I'm doing it. <laughs> I will spend an hour finding that. The old file. Several computers. <laughs> files, yeah. So what's the next headline? Or So I yes. want to know, is it as stupid as this or is it just other uh, interesting? No, other just interesting things. Some of this okay. might be, le- that was the most, I think, interesting towards you. Um, uh, there's a few things I want to discuss. So one was that, um, according to Chris Pratt, who was recently interviewed, everything has been paused with regards to the next Mario brothers movie. And that surprises me a lot just because their box office numbers have been pretty incredible. But is it because of the writer's strike? No, I mean, yes, the writer's strike has something to do with it, but they're, they, he said like, even the plans moving forward are just on strike, Like the writer's strike mainly affects television right now with a bit of movie and the i think the movie folks are taking a pause and a break but apparently even the plans moving forward are just like we're not sure what we're going to do at this moment which was just so surprising because not only did it have a great opening this was one of the movies that for the first time really since covid it's had such great legs that each week at the box office it's still performing well I was just surprised they're not like, okay, yeah, we're like, we're not really doing too much right now. We're supporting the writer's strike. We're going to wait and see. But here's all the plans we have where there's lots yeah, of Yeah, but no offense. I don't buy what Chris Pratt's selling because, like, he's not the guy <laughs> writing the checks. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. Like, it, probably what's happening is they just haven't told him what's going on. In my right, opinion. He's not in the he's not in the loop. So you think this is more of a Chris Pratt thinking he's more in the loop than he is? Yeah. Because, like, is he, did he write or direct? No. And is he the producer? No. So why, yeah, so I'm like, whatever, Chris Pratt, you're just the, your bosses haven't told you when to come back to work. That doesn't mean you're, you've been fired or that the job isn't there. So your opinion on this is Chris Pratt thinks he knows more than he, than he does, and he should just relax a minute. Yeah, go to <laughs> the beach. It's fine. Go to the, go to the enjoy go, your go on, go on holiday. <laughs> Don't worry, there'll be another one. Because exactly, exactly what you said, Mike. It's it. This movie was huge. It's one of the biggest movies that's come out post COVID and has been Definitely. doing so well. And we all know everything's about money, just like our last headline, right? So they're not going to squander this opportunity. Although it hasn't, it is it. It's not unusual. For studios to sit for so long, like Avatar, right? Like when, what was the, what, it was like a decade between the two Avatar movies? A decade, yeah. Yeah, I but I don't think this is the case. I think it's just a case of Chris Pratt thinking he's, you know, oh, I'm, 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 I'm you know, I know everything. I'm like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> sit down, go on holiday, <laughs> take a break. They're just, yeah, right, yeah. you know. 
you know, he's had a big movie year, so it's fine if he just took a break. Like, we'd be fine not hearing from Chris Pratt for a while. I think it's bad optics, given the strike. I know you said it's largely impacting television. But given the optics, it would be really bad if they were like, we're going to start filming in six months. Or, like, whatever. You know what I mean? So I think Mm -hmm. they're just, yeah, that's my opinion. I could be wrong. They're taking his, they're taking their time. Um. The next one here, this is this again is more more. I think I have more to say on this one, but there, uh, Anthony Hopkins was recently interviewed about his time in the Thor movies, um, and he's really changed his tune because originally he he wanted to do those movies for his kids. He was happy to do it. He even for some reason was in a Transformers movie. Apparently, um, must have been the one I didn't see. Um, and now he's saying that like, well, it is a little frustrating to act in front of a green screen. It's not really acting. You're just sort of sitting there in front of a green screen. And I guess he's showing some frustration, even though his role's long done with the MCU. But I guess looking back on it, he's now saying some not, not so great things about it um, from a world-class actor who called up Marvel asking to be in the movie and now is saying some pretty negative things about it. Isn't that, isn't that so, I like relate to that so much though. You get like, you get the <laughs> job of your dreams. Yeah. And then it's horrible. And you and just, then you, like, we're not leave. having a good time. Yeah. yeah. And then you leave. <laughs> and then like for the rest of your life, you're just like so bitter. Towards yes. Oh, that no. Job. And I, I, I could definitely relate to that. Like I've definitely been in that scenario where there's certain jobs I've wanted, especially in the arts. And now looking back after having completed those jobs, what I'm was like, I thinking? Yeah, what was I thinking? Yeah. So it's just funny to me that like he he's the one who asked. Like he has that kind of yeah. power, right? Like Anthony Hopkins could call up anybody and say, Hey, put me in your movie, which is what he did. Again, apparently in a Transformers movie. Which this article yeah, cites, but was he maybe was he maybe there. the voice of one of the robots? No, there was a still, there's a picture. There's a picture. It's just him. Huh. He's just a human standing there. What's he doing in know. this movie? I don't know what his I role is. I didn't know is, that either. But, uh, apparently, same thing. He called up Michael Bay and said, my grandkids love this movie. I, I got to get into this franchise. Good for Grandpa. Good yeah. for Grandpa Hopkins. I mean, yeah, like, that's great. That's cool. <laughs> that's funny. He's but, going around calling people saying, like, put me in your movie. <laughs> and mad respect to be like, I've cashed that. I've cashed the check. Horrible. Worst, yeah, worst job, worst gig in the world. I love that. <laughs> I respect on. that so much. Um, the last one here is something that I think you'll have some thoughts on. So there's lots of speculation and rumors as to what's going to happen moving forward with the Joker. Right. Because obviously we've got the Joker 2. It's a, it's a musical. And that was a big surprise because we really thought we were only getting one Joker. Right? Like that was the, that was the thought. Well, there's some reports out there and some rumblings that this may not be the final movie that features this combo of director and Joker. Not only Duh. might this not be the, the final movie, there might be a total of two trilogies in the work. What? So, so six, six total. movies total? Yeah. That's what that's we're too many. I don't. I think I that's don't get six that. too many. Yes. <laughs> that's, I don't. That's a lot. I can. I would not be surprised. Like you saying, oh, there's going to be another one. I'm like, trilogy, yep. Why make two if you're not going to make the third one? Totally yep. makes sense. And Very then true. another trilogy. At that point, is it not just a franchise? Is two? the Joker becoming the new Fast and the Furious movie? <laughs> <laughs> Where we're going to have a new one every couple of years. You got to put that as a poll. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, the Joker <laughs> the new Fast and the Furious? Um, I don't. I don't. That is. That's like when... 
you know, this semantics around like sequel versus reboot versus prequel versus homage or like whatever, you know, like whatever. Um, I've never heard of that being like two trilogies. Two trilogies. I yeah. don't get that. I, but and me, this is funny because Todd Phillips had said they were only doing one. It's a one off. But then it made so much money that now suddenly it's there's a second one. And apparently the buzz around the second one is getting people, the studio thinking, we're going to make a lot of money again. Well, of course they're going to make a lot of money because anyone's going to go see a Batman or Joker movie, even if it's not a good, even if it's not good. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, I just, I just don't. I'm exhausted. I just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know you and I seem to be the only ones who have a huge issue here with, with Joker. I'm just. I'm sitting here going, why can't we... Okay, great. He was a great Joker. Get him in a movie with a Batman. Right? And do so, like, that. Is that going to be the second trilogy? There's like been a... nothing announced about him and the Robert Pattinson universe. Like the Robert Pattinson second Batman Separate. movie is in, is in pre-production. Like they're starting to develop yeah. it. But there's been no news linking the two of them together. None whatsoever. But Mike, have you ever heard of that of two trilogies? No. Because it's, in my mind, it's like separate stories. So, like, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was one trilogy, right. and then The Hobbit was the a Hobbit different trilogy. Was a different one. Yes. But, like, completely different stories, even though it happens in the same universe. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, like, is the second trilogy not going to have Joaquin Phoenix? Because if Joaquin Phoenix is in the second trilogy, it's not a trilogy. It's a franchise of six movies. Yeah, well, that's what, according to the things that I've read, it's a Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix are pushing for this now. They are the ones developing the idea of a of two trilogies. So weird. So I Which, don't. The only thing I can think of is Fast and the Furious, right? Because they keep releasing. They plan things. Apparently, apparently, this is what I just learned, Taylor. They plan things in trilogies. Oh, <laughs> so the there reason you why go. one last trilogy <laughs> is there will be twelve movies. So there's four trilogies, and you that's can made watch up. them that's as, a, as threes. See, it's a made up. I think thing. it's made up that's, too. That's but... not a real thing. I think they didn't I think they didn't know what they were doing and they're just playing for things. But the first time I like the first time I ever heard people say trilogies in terms of like multiple movies was Vin Diesel announcing we're gonna do one last trilogy. As if there were trilogies that came from yeah, prior no, to that. That, that was the first time I ever heard of it. That's a made up thing, Vin. That's a made up thing. But look at this. So so Todd Phillips goes from saying like I wanna make a really grungy, like really like art house movie of the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, who's never done a, you know, kind of this type of thing before. He doesn't really, he's not really going to do sequels. We're doing one movie and that's it. And now suddenly we're going to have six and the two of them are sitting in a room together planning it. They must really like each other. They must, you know what I mean? They must be buddies. Yeah. Apparently Joaquin they, Phoenix loves playing the Joker. Like he just loves it. I mean, why? I think that's a role, like that's definitely a role that would be sought after you know what i mean not sure. everyone can play the joker no but of that type i can yeah of course people are like up at night like how um robert pattison like his dream role was the batman yeah you know what i mean like yeah. i so i definitely get that and it seems like a fun role and like different than what what king phoenix typically does because it is mm -hmm. like a quote-unquote superhero movie um but yeah i think that image that you painted of the two of them like hold up in a room <laughs> together like plotting out you know like yes. the <laughs> I know all my references have been it's it's always sunny because I've been listening to that yes. podcast, but it's a, it's the Charlie meme of him in the mailroom with like <laughs> yes, the, yeah. the red string. But it's Joaquin know? Phoenix yeah, standing being in front like, of me. and the sixth one, he's gonna be doing this. It's gonna be on in space. He's gonna, you know, 
it's gonna have a rocket ship or whatever but <laughs> yeah oh man that would be so ridiculous the joker in space like jason in space I, it's it's just so funny how how quickly the world changes where we were talking pre-pandemic about the joker movie and how it was a bit of a disappointment and how we liked Joaquin Phoenix, but we're only getting one of these. And now suddenly we're in a world where we're talking about multiple movies, which I just didn't think we'd get to. I think it's like, yeah, I don't know. I can see Joaquin being like, yeah, it was just so fun to play him. I'll keep playing him. But to sign on to a six movie arc, that's bold. Because typically it's like what Anthony, it's like the Anthony Hopkins problem or like Mm -hmm. the, um, uh the last um james bond you know what i mean daniel like craig, you signed, yeah. daniel craig signed on to one movie and then yeah. like absolutely hated the character but it was like you know had a multi-picture deal and like had to see it to the end like had no choice, yeah. you're having a lot of fun now joaquin phoenix making the sequel who's to say you're gonna enjoy it like third fourth fifth sixth movie movie in i don't yeah, know and i would think i would think he would understand that the Joker is really only ever going to be as good as the Batman he goes up against. Right. So why you, maybe their plan is to eventually introduce Batman, but, but if you know it's what? not Mike, Robert Pattinson, that's a mistake. He grew up in a cult. I can say that it's a legitimate. He did grow up in a cult. I'm not being, you know, derogatory. It's on record. Maybe he didn't read comic books growing up. Like maybe he doesn't, he's not like seeped in the comic book lore so he doesn't care like to him this is just a character <laughs> sorry i needed a moment after that cult comment <laughs> that was just such good comedic timing i know it wasn't meant as a joke i know that you can't you shouldn't laugh at cult I, i'm sitting here like i'm literally tearing up because i'm stopping myself from laughing because your timing was so good like listen he grew up in a cult. <laughs> it was just so pure. I don't know, like he and, like, may, truthful. Yeah, he may not have. And like again, like I'm not trying to be like, you know, on the show I am typically like I crack jokes at absolutely everything. But like in this case, I'm not trying to be silly. Like maybe he does not have the emotional attachment right to the yep. intellectual property because he didn't grow up with it. It's so, a good point. To him, it truly is just a role that he enjoys mm-hmm. playing. Um, and so Batman is like, doesn't matter to him. You know what I mean? Like he's not looking to go up against Batman cause he doesn't any, that who knows, right? That's pure speculation for all I know. He's a huge comic book fan. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to do our research. He's been out of the cult more than he was in it at this point. Yes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's been out in the world, um, wearing his suit, walking around. Yeah. Um, well, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, the second Joker movie is still a very anticipated film that eventually... Maybe that will be it, because that's far enough away, Taylor. Maybe that will be your night out. It could <laughs> be, yeah. see the second Joker movie. Yeah, I don't <laughs> then, know who I'll go with, I would, but... I would wonder if you would like it more. See, like, I have really a just feeling... Yourself, you know? I have a feeling I might like it yeah but um, we're gonna lose you we're gonna lose you this time with this one. we'll see we'll see because like <laughs> you never know these things that you think you're gonna love and then you go like the first joker movie right like yep. on papers everything would have been a taylor movie 
Yes. And then totally. I go, I go and I'm like, what did I just watch? Right. And then there's things that you think you're going to hate. And then you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So like who I really can't anticipate what's going to happen. Yeah. Just like I can't anticipate what I'm going to. I was so looking forward to the Barbie movie. And then I saw the newest trailer and I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't think this movie's for me after seeing the latest trailer. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the latest trailer I thought was fine. It gave me a little bit more of a sense of what's going on. I was right about one thing, that she's obviously going to the real world. The real world. I thought maybe she was going to get kicked out of Barbie land. Now it looks more like a quest kind of movie. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know how, how much the movie takes place in one world. I don't know how much the other. I think we probably haven't seen everything that that the movie's about and they're keeping some things behind but yeah i definitely had more of a sense this last trailer of like oh okay like that that's giving me more context i'm less this is less of a mystery box now and yeah more of like okay that's kind of what i would think it would be so we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see. With Barbie. um let's review some movies this week um i've got two to review um so i'll do one of mine first and then we'll go with yours and then back to mine um, cool. And uh, I decided to, I, I would jump on the grenade that is The Little Mermaid. Um, I decided you. I would go see it. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, hey, you got You have a family, you're busy, you got stuff going on, you don't want to see The Little Mermaid. You can't see The Little Mermaid. I'll go see it. Um, and I know our fans are waiting for this one. So let me review that one first. Um, so The Little Mermaid. It's a classic tale, Taylor. Um, Tales old as time. Tales old as time. Uh, it's about uh, a little mermaid who uh, falls in love and dreams of having legs and then gets them. And um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I will say, okay, there's a couple things about this. One, I was really surprised that this movie was relatively enjoyable. Okay. Like it, it was not as bad as some of these disney remakes have been okay i think they've learned doesn't rank at the bottom got it not at the bottom not at the top though like it's <laughs> it's kind of in the middle because they did make some pretty big mistakes that i'll get into but they did some things really well and some and swings and some misses first. some swings yeah definitely some home runs and some absolute misses um and some of them are blatantly laughable and will make you not want to see this even more even though i don't think this is the type of movie tale that you even remotely want to see no um even if i gave it the most glowing review ever you'd be like ah pass <laughs> got other things um okay so the good things here are the good things with the movie one the performances overall were were pretty solid um i thought uh the lead there um Hallie Hallie Bailey. Bear. i thought ba- bailey Every time I see her name, it looks, I just default to Halle Berry. So yes. it's not Halle <laughs> she's, Berry. She's, no, it's, it's uh, Halle Bailey. Um, Ooh, she tricky. was very, very good. Very, very solid singer. Very good in the role. Did it quite well. No, no, no problems there. Right. Um, the, the dude who plays the prince was actually pretty good considering the fact that that's like a nothing role in the movies. But, but again, one of the things they did well, like Cinderella, they expanded the prince's role a bit, gave you some background into his family and history. And it was actually well done. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like unnecessary. It it added to the story. It showed like, why would he fall in love with her? 
right? It kind of made, made this that random connection sea a little stronger. Urchins. Exactly. Yeah. It made that <laughs> like, it made why the two connected with each other a lot stronger. Right. Like he, okay. they added a lot of stuff about his longing to be out on the water and his longing for to to leave home and and they both kind of bond in their fascination with things and like her like her interest in the world and everything because remember she doesn't have a voice right Right. her voice gets taken away so she's like fascinated by everything but can't speak that like reignites his like fascination with the world like he kind of gets to see the world through like new eyes and like that connection's a lot stronger so they did a great job there that was really really good um a pleasant surprise who i thought was going to be a problem was melissa mccarthy who is playing ursula this is the first time that i have seen melissa mccarthy really really truly act like she there was at no times did she seem like melissa mccarthy she was Good for her Ursula i like her but i know some people don't care for her i i don't mind her like i i like but she, to me she's 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 been doing what i call the ryan gosling thing this is the thing i do i do this one thing and it's the only thing i do and she does it well but it's the only thing that she does right until this this performance she was not melissa mccarthy playing a role and doing a bit she was ursula 100 percent of the time and it was she very good she sings and she sings very very well i didn't know her as a singer but i guess uh, neither neither do i but she sang and she was very good all right she did it very very well great voice um and it worked for the character everything so performances great across the board aquafina playing the annoying bird it was great she was very very good um all of that worked for me the performances were great um the motion not the motion capture but the like lot you know like the motion realistic photo capture whatever that's called yeah. that stuff <sighs> okay here's the problem the just the say crab, it looks ugly like that looks ugly number yeah. one it looks ugly because they're just real fish and it looks like real fish number two sebastian the crab looked like a cartoon because they oh. gave him cartoon eyes now i don't know if that's the, the way the eyes are for this type of crab but it looked cartoony and very expressive and that made him look like a cartoon and at that point i'm like why wouldn't you just make him a cartoon then and like, also why not do that to all the fish exactly flounder especially flounder yes yeah. <laughs> flounder is the most I gotta say, he's the most underused character in this whole movie. He has no purpose whatsoever. He's voiced by that that kid, um, who who's who's the kid and everything now. The guy from the, the guy the from the room, yeah, yeah, yeah. room, whichever one. You know, yep. you, you know yep. what I mean. I know the you one. Know the yeah, I think Jacob, he was in whatever. I think he made an appearance in. I think you should leave now. The newest season. Oh really? Like, that's how much he's. Yeah, I think he plays <laughs> yeah, a kid. Yeah, so like, he's a, plays a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jacob, I'm like that kid looks Jacob, like, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, so he's the kid. The famous kid is Flounder and like has no purpose whatsoever. Because they and knew that, how ugly it was. Yes, and everything looks sure somewhat realistic, but ugly and and weird, and especially which kind of leans me into the bad, especially in in this one of the songs under the sea. It was extremely underwhelming. Because they didn't do what the cartoon to cartoon did, where it's like, well, here's all these like coming alive sea creatures like playing things like a band and like having a party, and it was all colorful. They they had some color in there, but it was very much like realistic color. 
which isn't that spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I guess saw it's just fine. <laughs> when they release like first images and like all the comments, like the comments were divided, being like, "This looks horrible. Like, what are they doing?" <laughs> and then the other people being like, "It's photorealistic. That's what it would look like under the ocean. Under the ocean would be pitch black." Also, yes. there aren't mermaids, so yes, there's lots of <laughs> lots of problems here. And so you can change the colors. <laughs> and I got to tell you, Taylor, there aren't mermaids in this movie either, because that's what? one of my other negatives. Aside from Ariel and seeing her sisters in two scenes, there are no other mer people in this whatsoever. To me, it felt like the whole movie that they don't live in a kingdom of mer people. That there's just like six of them. And, and why that, would her dad be a king? I don't know. And no, I mean, there were more people. Because in the last scene, when everyone comes to visit her before she leaves, right? like she leaves and they all visit right. her or whatever and has this moment. All these people come out of nowhere that you've never seen once of. And apparently this whole community and it's not remotely emotional. Because you have no connection to any of these people because we didn't see them. It goes as far as every song that's supposed to have a chorus. There is no chorus so in under the sea when sebastian sings and it's time for the chorus to like repeat it's just ariel that's weird and in the the love song the kiss the girl song when he sings all the thing is just aquafina and jacob tremblay that's weird that's a and bad it was choice. it was very weird it was an awful choice and it sounded awful it really made the songs like less impactful there was no chorus there was no people but it felt like a small tiny world it didn't feel big didn't feel like there was this massive world under the sea it just felt like she lived with her father who's for some reason a king a couple sisters that you sort of barely see and nobody else because the crab's alive but no one like all (laughs) during under the sea no not no one's singing they're all just sort of like flowing like normal the only thing there's one moment where there's sea turtles so there's one moment in the song where he's supposed to be like explaining each like type of fish and what they're playing. And there's like a pun on words or whatever. Like they play the this and do, do, do this and da, da, da. but it's just sea turtles and they're not playing anything. They're just moving <laughs> like they would like we're going to, you know, hibernation or whatever. And you're just watching <laughs> sea turtles for 30 seconds. <laughs> like it just sits on them. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. Like, if anything we've learned from Finding Nemo, the ocean is full and busy yes, and lots yes. is going on and yes. it's very colorful and very exciting. And this is the furthest away from Finding Nemo as you could get. This is sort of like the oceans now where there's probably a lot of pollution in it and no Plastic. one's really happy. <laughs> and it just, nothing, nothing's good. And it's just, it felt very much like there's just no world here there's no depth there's a few people and that's it and it made everything feel less impactful and small to me and it just when they were singing under the sea i'm like well of course she wants to leave this is boring it's honestly it's the same thing as if you just watched like planet earth and just played the soundtrack in the background (laughs) like it was about the same this is where this is where i don't understand this photorealistic like i'm not listening to a fairy tale for it to look like my polluted ocean. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. There's no whimsy anymore. There's no whimsy. And it wasn't colorful enough. And I know I'm like sounding extremely negative, even in terms of like, I'm, you know, I have a lot of positive things to say about the movie too. But these things really bothered me. 
especially the singing because it just well, it's the whole visual element yes of the movie <laughs> yes yeah, so if you closed your eyes <laughs> yes you exactly. closed your eyes it was fine <laughs> except for the chorus singing like i mean right. poor jacob tromley that kid cannot sing i feel bad saying about that about like a 13 year old yeah. boy or however old he is but like he just didn't sound good like kiss the girl was so horrible because aquafina okay so aquafina is a rapper right yeah. like she has a rap career and the guy who plays Sebastian was in Hamilton. Okay. So a so, singer. So singer. And and can do like rap and kind of more more like modern music. They added a song where Aquafina's character and the, the turtle, they like rap to each Ugh, other in a moment. Course they, of course they do. Taylor, it was the most cringiest, worst yeah. thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's as if they told, I think they told Aquafina, listen, you got to sound annoying 90% of the time. Like you can't actually And she said, dip into got it. And she said, got it. And just was like, I'm going to just be the most, like her, because she has a bit of a rasp to her voice to begin yeah. with. Like it's tenfold. It's so like cringy to listen yeah. to that, that that song they added was dreadful. You know how Disney, add, they added three songs into this. Like they always have that song. They and we don't have, songs. we don't have time to get into it. And it is too political to talk about on the show, but they also changed lyrics to two of the songs. Okay. I didn't notice that. If that's, I didn't know that. I don't, don't know. Okay, to, I will, don't have time oh, to get into admit. it, Mike. Yes. But. I will that, admit I don't know this. That one was controversial well ones, so. prior okay. well, to the movie coming out. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't know. I don't know Little Mermaid well enough. So that's probably why I didn't notice that. Because I don't know the songs that well. Right. This wasn't one of my favorites growing up. Like, I, I remember watching it, but I don't think it was my favorite. Um, But yeah, like, all, all in all. The movie was still pretty enjoyable. The stuff on land was pretty good. I thought the things they added in story was good. And the things that added in songs were either forgettable or or cringeworthy. Um, so it's tough because I've been very, very negative here. But like I'm still giving it a stream it because I think it's a relatively competent movie. It still hits all the beats it's supposed to. For like a summer movie, it was kind of fun. I wouldn't rush out to the theaters to see it. But if you're a fan of these movies, you're probably going to have a good time. It gets probably what you want. And and the singing, aside from those two like numbers that have a chorus in it, all the solo singing was good. The prince whose guy, I can't remember his name, I, whatever. <laughs> he was he was fine. He was good. Like he could sing. Right. And she could sing. And Melissa McCarthy could sing. And those songs and good moments were good. Those visuals, especially out of land, where it wasn't underwater and didn't look kind of strange, that worked. Like the world they created on land was good. The adventure, once she gets her legs, that half of the movie I thought was better than, than the first half. Was there a post credit scene with Ursula? There was not that I know of, though I will admit to not staying. I stayed, like, I I stayed through the first part of the credits, but I didn't stay all the way to the end. There I wasn't saw, anything in the first bit. I saw a headline which led me to believe that there was a post-credit scene. Oh, okay. But... Well, I didn't stay. Taylor, I'm not, st- I stick around to a lot of movies, but I'm not sticking around. <laughs> I don't stick around. Yeah, I don't, I don't I finished you. my nachos and I headed out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listeners, write in if you saw it. Maybe I yeah. was just in my sleep fog, thought I saw a headline. You that never know, that. Taylor, where it came from, right? Like, yeah. you could have, you could be your sleep deprived. But I dreamt I'm giving, it. I'm giving The Little Mermaid a stream it. Okay. I still think it will be enjoyable for some. It's, it's not the worst I've seen. It's not the best, but 
it was still somewhat enjoyable once you get past those like really weird <laughs> moments. So the typical Disney, typical Disney live stuff. action decisions. Uh, I, I look forward to whatever their next motion capture live action photorealistic movie is. I Moana, know. I think. Oh, really? It's definitely slated. Really? Yeah, it's definitely slated. I think they're but filming it. But that movie's new. Yeah, they're doing the live action oh, wow. treatment. And they're also, I heard they're doing a live action of Lilo and Stitch. Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> what because doesn't make any sense? He's an alien. Yeah, so... <laughs> I don't know. I don't, right. I'm just telling you like it is. <laughs> I don't know if I'll see that one. I don't know. I, was, I, I think was I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure because I think I saw casting photos and people being Honestly, like, she doesn't look Hawaiian enough. And then the and then you find out the actor is literally born and bred in Hawaii. Yeah. Born and bred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Taylor, everything you said makes total sense and I believe you. Yeah. Uh, they, that sounds real to me. Um, Until okay. we're corrected. Until we're corrected, yeah. Um, okay, you you saw Blood and Gold. Uh, yes. Tell us about that. So this was a this is a new Netflix release. I think it was released like I don't know when this is airing, but like it was released end of May, beginning of June, as far yeah, as I like know. pretty recently. Yeah. Um, it is touted as a Netflix original, but it's German, and so sometimes it's not clear to me. This sometimes happens where, like, the movie was made in a different country, but then Netflix buys the rights and then says it's a Netflix original. I don't know what the case is. But um, I'm just giving you this background because sometimes Netflix originals feel like B-movies. This didn't feel like a B-movie. This felt like a legitimate movie, which makes me think that maybe it was produced in Germany and then Netflix bought it. I'm not sure. (laughs) So so, uh, it is touted as, like, a Tarantino-esque action movie set at the like the final days of world war ii in germany um and the there's like an ss i don't know enough army terms but like a group of ss officers like a division of the army division's probably too big but like uh, several ss officers are together and they're looking for gold that um is allegedly in this town um and they're in a rush because the war is ending. And at the same time, they're also looking for a German private who has deserted the army. Um, he just wants to get home to his daughter and, like, didn't agree with the war effort. So he's right. kind of, like, our our hero, so to speak. Um, and, like, immediately, yes, this is a very um, Tarantino movie. Um, heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by, like, Westerns. This is what I don't like about Tarantino is um, all of Tarantino is like grabbing from other genres, but like film bros who worship him, like don't realize that they're like, Oh, Tarantino is like so creative. I'm like, he's just stealing from existing genres. He's not that creative. So like this movie, (laughs) that's that, that's my gripe about Tarantino is that people like ride or die for him. Think he's like this, like, creative genius and i'm like no he's just a film bro who has like who dropped out of high school to watch movies like you <laughs> he, he does he pulls from a lot of other movies a yeah. lot of other genres yeah he does. so this movie is like very very western inspired um like 1960s like spaghetti westerns and if i'm remembering my german cultural culture classes right from undergrad germans the german people were especially like after 
the like the fall of the Soviet Union, very interested in American Westerns. So, so it makes sense. Um, this movie is very violent. It is, um, there are deaths that happen that are quite like uncomfortable in the sense you're like, oh my gosh, they like killed that character. What? Mm. So like be warned. Um, and there is some animal violence. So, um, because I'm married to someone who like animal violence, like is his biggest no, no, I have to do that disclaimer. There is some animal yeah. violence. Um, all that to be said, I really enjoyed this movie. So <laughs> I, um, I thought it was a lot of fun. If you can like say that about a, like a German world war two movie, like yeah. the SS are like very bad. Mm. Uh, in this movie um and the movie doesn't shy away from like uh how do i put this like the holocaust is like real in this movie if that makes sense but like like you feel those effects in the movie like you know what i mean like so that's why i mean like it's weird to say like this was a fun movie to watch when like certain things happen in the movie because of like Nazi ideology. Right. Right, But the movie isn't glorifying that. If that makes sense. It's like, these are the bad guys. They've done bad things. And these are like X, Y, Z, the, like the, you know, the the results of those bad, that like it feels like a real account. Like it feels very real and truthful and you feel like present and immersed in the movie. But it just happens to be like, yeah, like wild West looking for this gold, like genre. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense to me. What you're saying makes total sense to me. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what the content is, you can be immersed in that type of movie, yes. even if there's the content itself has a has, is just horrible. So like all like, you're saying, it's not being glorified. So. Yeah, like imagine a World War II movie, but yeah. it like takes place. It is a western, if that yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it was it was about an hour and forty minutes, so perfect Taylor length these days. Um, I was like very gripped, you know, like I was, um, I thought the performances were very good. I thought the writing was very good. It is like relatively predictable based on the conventions of the genre. Um, I would have liked them to take it as far as a Western can go. I'm not going to like spoil anything, but American Westerns have like certain tropes around their characters. And I wish they would have done that but it would have been like a very bleak movie if they had followed like (laughs) american tropes to the very end um so yeah i thought this was a great summer movie i think this would have been a fun movie to see in theaters again like fun in quotes because like it is a world war ii (laughs) movie um it's not and i will say like it's not funny like it Mm. like you know what i mean like there isn't like comedic relief like this is like a, like an action movie but like not an action comedy so like right. it is like there are certain scenes that are like hard to watch you know what I mean um yeah. and again like Nazi ideology is like very prevalent through this movie and like that can be difficult for some people like I felt like in Glorious Bastards like even though it's happening during World War II and like it's like a quote-unquote like J- Jewish revenge movie it like still didn't it still felt kind of like a fairy tale and i think that might even yes. be like um like i think it might have even i think tarantino might have even called it like 
a World War II fairy tale. I think I, but yeah. I might be making that And up. that didn't sit well with everyone. Right. Like, I, I really enjoyed that movie, but that didn't sit well with everyone. And that's totally fair. Now, it doesn't right. sound like this movie is like that, though. No, like, it's like they kill a character and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't believe they killed mm-hmm. that character like is that allowed yeah. on sc- screen yeah, like right, what right. like um so uh i would say this is a see it like if this was released in theaters i think a certain certain population would go to the theaters and enjoy it but i also think like if you don't like violence if you aren't into subtitles like the whole movie is in subtitles mm-hmm. um if you're like easily squeamish like, this isn't really a movie for you, but if you're looking for a, a quote-unquote fun action movie for the summertime and don't mind subtitles, um, and if you like the West, like Westerns as a genre, I think you'll like this movie. But I also think some people might be confused with the fact that it's like a Western set during World War II. Not everyone's going to get that. So mm. take that, you know, that's your warning. But that's for me, it is to see it. Okay. There you go. Yeah, what I'd heard about this movie was a lot of positive things. Uh, people calling it like one of the hits of the summer. Yeah. It's like a fantastic film. So you've said everything that kind of I heard about it. Um, okay, the last movie uh, for today is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I saw this movie. This is the second movie of the animated Spider-Man films. Um, and it was... This, this is a movie that I can really talk about for about three minutes and not just because we're running Perfect. out of time, but because, <laughs> but because if I say too much, it will spoil right. this movie. This movie has given you very little about what it's about and where it goes and how it ends from the trailer. So even people who watch all the trailers, there's a lot in here that is not represented. Um, and Marvel and Spider-Man movies and, and the Sony kind of Marvel new partnership has done a very good job of doing that where they keep certain things secret and you kind of reveal things. So I, I can't say much, but what I will say is if you enjoyed the first Spider-Verse movie, you will definitely enjoy this one. I thought it was even deeper in terms of the character. Like they really hand this movie off to really two characters. Like you've got Gwen Stacy uh, who's voiced by, um, oh, now their name just literally, so Haley Steinfeld. Yep. Um, yep. She voices Gwen Stacy. She has a much bigger role, like Miles Morales is back as well, but she has a much bigger role to play in this movie. You get a lot more depth about her character, a lot more into Miles' character. You get really, this is like, it's odd where you're you're watching this movie that's like all about its, so talking about visuals, all about its visuals. And the animation and the new things they do with the camera and like very different visual ride they take you on. This felt like the character piece of of the two films so far. (laughs) Where the first one was an introduction. This is definitely not an ending. But it felt like a a stop for character. Okay, now we're going to really give you two characters and you're really going to get to know them. And that was like pretty impressive that a movie would take that time to kind of stop and slow down a little bit, which I really appreciated Um, because really my one knock against this movie is I thought the visuals went overboard. Eventually there were two scenes in particular that felt like just visual noise. Right. And it made me feel a little sick. (laughs) Like not in theaters. Is it, has it been, I saw it in theaters. theaters. It's been in, it just came out. I saw it in theaters, just came out and I did not see it in 3d because the visuals are already overwhelming enough. 
and not in 3D, I was like starting to feel nauseous and motion sickness a little bit where I'm like, okay, this is a little much. Why do they try to keep making 3D happen? There was another movie I saw and it was being like, or you can wait to see this in 3D. And I completely forget what movie. And I'm thinking, what? What year is it? We're making movies in 3D again? (laughs) So Taylor, this weekend, I'm going to check out the new Transformers movie just because I'm, I don't know, I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. So I'm going to go see it, but the only option was 3D. (laughs) And I can't think of a worse type of movie to see in 3D. I really thought that would have been something that died with the pandemic. I thought like they weren't, it wasn't popular before. Like every time I saw a 3D movie, I'm like, why is this in 3D? I'd much rather see this in 3D. I totally agree. I don't like seeing things in 3D. I'm not a fan. And a movie like Across the Spider-Verse doesn't need the 3D element. It's already visually interesting without it being 3D. Why would you add 3D on top of it? I don't understand. That's why I try to not see these movies in 3D. And if I'd seen it in 3D, I might have actually like been sick. Like it was it was that overwhelming. Poor Mike. Such an old man now. Well, no, listen. <laughs> I think anybody would find it fair visually. Enough, fair enough. Fair it, enough. It was for the most part. 95% of this movie. Fantastic visuals. But then two scenes in particular, it just felt like visual noise. Like take it back a notch. You don't have to to move things that quickly and pan and cut that fast all the time like you you end i don't know how you're supposed to process what you're seeing like i don't think anybody can, regardless of age i don't think anybody can process things that fast maybe they think you can i don't know well apparently children aren't they shouldn't watch that kind of editing anyways it's bad for their brains no oh, so i see there you go we're hearing that from a mom people you gotta <laughs> listen um but overall, like Into the Spider-Verse, it, it was another fun ride. I was very surprised by it. There was a point in the movie where I almost felt like, oh, this, this movie's a little long, but then it ended. So it, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, you almost got there. You almost, if you had pushed it a little bit longer, it would have been too long of a movie. So they ended it at kind of the right moment, the right spot. Um, but to me, Spider-Verse is definitely worth seeing. It's a see it for me. You know, obviously there's the one, really it's just the one criticism. It's there, the visual noise is getting a little bit too much. I really would not recommend seeing this in 3D. Like, again, I'm only seeing Transformers in 3D because I have to. Like, talk about visual noise. That's going to make absolutely zero sense in 3D. Um, if you can avoid seeing it, then then see it in 2D. It's totally fine in 2D. It doesn't need 3D. Um, but it's a fun, hey, it's a fun movie for the summer. Um, and I thought it was a, a nice follow-up sequel to a really innovative, interesting movie. Did I like it as much as the first? No, but it was still a lot of fun. So I'm glad that I, that I saw it. I'm giving it a see it. Um, and there you go. That brings us to the end of, of this week's episode. Um, thank you, everybody, once again for listening. And we will you'll hear from us next week. Go see some movies.